Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated, ladies and gents. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, what's going on? And we're here. America (laughs) Unplugged one more time. What's going on? I'm here with the usual suspects, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Say what's up to your people. What's up, people? And uh, we've got, I think, Billy Ray Valentine. Is Billy Ray Valentine in the house? We've got him disguised. <laughs> you, look, you, you look like you're going to get Mo, Billy. Listen, I don't need to show my face. Everybody knows who I am. I'm Billy Ray Valentine. I don't need to show my face. <laughs> Don Jeffries, the legendary. What's going on? Uh, well, I, I'm honored to be with you, Billy Ray. Uh, it's been, and I, and I, it's uh, taking attack from uh, another great American that would he get just the other day. So, good idea. Uh, one, lots to talk about. We have uh, you know uh, news uh, happening all over. It, uh, you know, exciting stuff, and it's always uh, wonderful to be here on every Saturday with you guys. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Don Jeffries, and of course, we have a very special guest today, Mr. John Brisson. We've read the documents. Say what's up to the people, sir. Hope everybody's uh, doing well out there in the America Unplugged uh, audience. Uh, great to be back here with uh, you, Billy, and Don and, and Tony. Uh, it's been quite a week. It's been a quite a week. You know, for, uh, some people say that um, there's uh, kind of um, weeks or months where nothing happens and then everything happens all together in like one day or one week, right? And this week was something else. It's a sight to behold. So, absolutely. It was, it was the epitome of crazy and cycle, right? So we're going to jump right into to what happened with, with Alex Jones. and Kanye. First off, I never thought I'd see Kanye West or Yee or whatever the hell he's calling himself. I, ne- I never thought I'd see him on InfoWars, okay? Um, and there he was, right? And, and, and Nick Fuentes is along with him, and, and I'm starting to feel bad for this kid. He's 24 years old. He's probably going to change his opinions going <laughs> moving forward, you know. Uh, who knows what the hell he's been exposed to. Um, but they go on, Alex Jones, and it is a freak show, like straight out of Coney Island. Not only that, they had Laura Loomer on, who is batshit crazy, and Ali Alexander, um, and I forget who else they had on. It was it was just uh, the the union of the absolutely insane. Right. And um, Kanye West uh, somehow decide, uh, managed to stick out even in that area to the point where Alex Jones had to walk him back on certain things or at least try to because uh, Kanye West was on another level. So he, I'm going to throw it to you guys. I want I want to hear what you had to say. But ultimately, while while Kanye West is very entertaining and and we see what he does and we listen, and sometimes he says things that hold value. Kanye West is a very sick individual. And, and what we saw 
on Infowars was in full display of, of mental illness. Uh, he, he also means well, and he says some things, but he does not know how to articulate the message appropriately, effectively. He does not know how to get it across. He said it himself. He's like, oh, I, you know, I stutter. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not the best messenger for it. He's trying. He, I think he means well, but then he says dumb shit like I love a Hitler. And he doesn't put it in context, even though it's just saying that alone is going to trigger people. And I understand what he was trying to do, where he was trying to go with some of this. But ultimately, it didn't look good for him. It didn't do anything for him and his brand, but, but bring it down. And uh, I don't think it did anything for the alternative media, to be honest. I think it just made us look even more insane uh, because of what Kanye West did. Um, Dope, a dope mask, though. If I had something like that, I would wear it, you know, and 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 uh, sport it on the street and everywhere I go, quite frankly, because, you know, who needs to see my face? Tony, what's up? Well, my first thoughts on free speech is that uh, I took an oath to uh, protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And in that Constitution is a Bill of Rights. It's the First mm -hmm. Amendment. So I can say any damn thing I want. And, uh, of course, I put really good friends of mine in veteran cemeteries who took the same oath. So it means a lot to me. And I'll defend your right to say whatever you want, as long as it doesn't hurt people, right? As long as it's not truly calling for violence or something like that. I'll defend your right to say whatever you want with my last breath. Right. But look at somebody like a Kanye West. Here's the thing. The line between genius and crazy is a real thin mm. line. Right. It can be crossed at any time. You know, if you read history on artists or philosophers, people that have that streak in them can go mad. Uh, I, I've looked at Kanye's history and his music, and I really do believe he's an artistic, somewhat genius. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, as I look at him with Nick Fuentes and others and how he's emerging out of, you know, his last, what, few years. And I think that he may be uh, trying to set the stage for what we could consider the politics of the future. We never look the, the, aside from what he's saying about Hitler and the Jews and stuff. He's talking about financial elite. He's talking about how the system is rigged and he's doing it in a way that's shocking, but it's getting you to pay attention. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm not saying any of that, but he has the right to say it. There is something you talk about feeling sorry for Nick Fuentes. Don't this is again, they are they're on the they're on the cutting edge, I believe, of something that's a new conversation that's going to happen. Because when you can't talk about something, when, you, when you're destroyed for talking about something, for even bringing it up, for asking a question, that cannot hold forever. It's like having, you know, it's like having a beach ball and you're just pressing it under the water forever, trying to hold it down, hold it down. It's eventually going to come up. You can't always hold it down. Somebody's right. got to have that conversation. There's something, that, look, he, when he's talking about, and, and, you know, he wrote that song, Jesus Walks, right? And so he's had, I think he's been promoting his brand of whatever Christianity that is. Um, but he's got some kind of spiritual faith thing mixed in with this. He's talking about um, not not you can't just condemn everybody in a group of people just because something happened. Right. That's what he's saying. And he's saying it in a weird way, like he's you know, like uh, about the Hitler comment. And by the way, when what's the old adage? And I'm, I'm sure Don can help me out with this. What's the old adage when when you bring up Hitler, the, the argument's already lost. You know, when that, whenever you, somebody brings up the Hitler argument, like, oh, here we go. It's already, I mean, you just, you reach the bottom of the argument. He starts there, which is weird, right? And uh, I don't know. I just, I think there's something, 
there's something kind of uh train wreckish about it but it could be something i mean he could be playing it's like he's triangulating and i'll leave with this it's like he's triangulating what will get the most effect like like you know uh, on target like if you're in the military what's the most effective rate of fire he's trying to do that to just you know continue to push back against the people that are ostracizing him and the more they ostracize him the crazier it gets what it is, it's it's pure blunt honesty. There is zero filter. It is literally what he is thinking. If there is a filter, imagine what he's actually thinking, right? And he just comes out and says, without any real structure, and that's the problem. I, I don't have a problem with people speaking what they want to speak. I, I want to see the real, right? I want to see what you're actually thinking, what you're actually about, instead of, you know, uh, hiding behind anything right behind words or whatever right there, uh, there there is that aspect of what kanye west is doing that you know exactly where he's coming from well not really actually the problem is he, he just can't get the message across here's the deal it doesn't matter right it matters uh, free speech matters right and uh, and you should be allowed to say whatever you want to say and that way you really know where someone's coming from right um the thing is kanye west is not the right messenger for this he is not the right point person. He is not the leader, you know, and, and while he may be setting, you know, some some, I don't know, guidelines for politics of the future by default, he's really doing himself and everybody else here in, in uh, a disservice. In my opinion, listen, he, he doesn't I can't even say that he's he he is mentally ill and something needs to be done and, and his people need to try to reel him in a little bit, go get uh, some, some counseling for the guy, go get him some help ASAP, ASAP. Something is, is seriously wrong here. And, um, and maybe get somebody else, you know, he has a ton of money, maybe, maybe fund somebody else to give the message, even though it's like, I think Don mentioned it a couple of times, somebody like an Alex Jones or, or a Donald Trump, they're irreplaceable because once they go away, the movement goes away because they're so charismatic, right? They, they are the focal point. Uh, Kanye West is kind of something like that. He he is the, who can he bring to sell his message in an appropriate way and still get that type of attention? I don't know. It looks like a lose-lose to me. Don Jeffries, what's up? Well, certainly. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I'm impressed with uh, Yay or whatever you call him. And again, I did to the extent that this is not all a show, and it could be. This could all be, because again, Kanye West comes from the world of entertainment, as Donald Trump kind of did, you know, from reality TV, and Alex Jones certainly is. So part of me says uh, Kanye West could be the latest uh, in the triumvirate of people with Donald Trump and Alex Jones being the other two that are, are being used to probably crush free speech forever by people saying, oh, my God, we can't have those people because they're, they're so over the top and outrageous and, and they are divisive and everything. Kanye West is apparently going to fill that void for black people, but um, I find it amazing because he, we got Don breaking up a bit. Talking about media. Now, let's face it. The, yeah, I see, I see everything. Somebody doesn't like what I'm saying, but uh, no, <laughs> it's, I mean, I can tell you, you, I can, I can look at the comments here and all this stuff. I mean, lots, there's, so many people from either want me to, you know, talk more about the Jews or uh, they're upset maybe that I'm talking about. Them.
but and you, you can't talk collectively about him, and I don't I don't like generalizing, but there at Kanye West, the the fact I said for a long time that because of the culture we've created in this in this anti-white culture, black people in this country are the only people that have totally free speech or have total for have for a while, anyhow. But you'll notice what happened. They could say pretty much whatever they want. A, a black public figure can say whatever, anything outrageous, anti-white, anything like that. Uh, uh, lots of black athletes, I'm, I'm sure Billy Ray knows, uh, have made many, many, many homophobic comments. They're brushed under the rug, and it wouldn't be if they were white people. But when they talk about the Jews, this something comes down on them. You saw it with Kyrie Irving. And we're certainly going to see it now with Kanye West. Look what happened to Elon Musk. Elon Musk, a free speech purist, advertising the Twitter files hmm. with Hunter Biden's laptop. Good, right? Well, no, he, he suspended Kanye West's account for, for hateful, what, uh, citing to violence. Now, all, Kanye West posted, you can say it's crazy, but he posted a uh, picture yeah. of a swastika within the Star of David. Oh, God. Uh, to me, that's an astute comment that, hey, you know, Israel's no different than the Nazis, right? I mean, I mean that's kind of what I think I'm taking it as. I don't see it as an incitement to violence at all. So why is this free speech? Sure. So again, he gets shut down and everything he's saying, yeah, a lot of it's outrageous. But the response, what's the response? And again, that's what my argument has been for a long time. This question has been hiding in the shadows for a long time. And Alex Jones Definitely. Never. I mean, you uh, people I hear from all the time. Oh, God, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's show for real. The Jews control stuff because he would never go there. He would not. I mean, he infamously made that comment that uh, Saudi Arabia runs Hollywood some years ago. You know, so I mean, you just laugh at it. But Kanye West is bringing out truth and he's doing it from the beast of the belly. He's in the entertainment world. I, I just, I'm just shocked watching it again. Unless this is all even bigger psyop than Trump was. You know, maybe it was a Trumpenstein project. Now it's the, uh, the yay, the yay Stein project <laughs> or something. But because uh, you know you got you got Kim Kardashian. You know, just you come from the, the lunacy. I mean, when people talk about how uh, the idiocracy we built, the first thing that comes to mind is the, the Kardashians. I mean, to me, they epitomize the idiocracy because they're a whole family of absolute no talents. They have no, they have nothing to do with entertainment. They're not entertaining. They can't sing. They can't dance. Kim Kardashian had a big ass. And apparently they, they built a fortune on that. Billions. And uh, so it, it Each. yeah, billions. I mean, they're the, the young ones, a billion. I mean, this is insane to say, you know, we used to make fun of Dick Clark back in the day, you know, for not having talent, but at least he could host a show. These right, that was people can't do anything. So, yeah, there you go. And 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 then you you know right there you had the center of the trans thing. What was what was the first firing shot for this transgender craze? This person, Bruce Jenner, most mm. masculine guy in the world. You know, good looking, you know, champion, bro, and he suddenly decides to become a woman. Again, and it's all. This is where Kanye West was. And suddenly he's saying, I don't think Trump's background was for him to say those things. So is it possible he, he was just blind? Is it possible that he devoted his life? Has, has he been you know, real good stuff? He also said, you know, I love uh, Stalin and Mao Zedong. I love Jeffrey Dahmer. He was coming up with every, because, and to be honest with you, that's what, if you're going to walk the walk as a Christian, that's what Jesus told us to do, is to love everyone and, and to love your enemy. 
So he's, he, he, what he was saying was right. Now, of course, people have to love, well, and you're not Christians. It's most of all are not going to do. So I don't know. And, and Billy Ray's right. There is an element there that, you know, that certainly seems like he's, you know, missing a few marbles. I don't, but, you know, just by saying these things, people are going to say that, right? I mean, isn't that what the Soviets yeah. did for decades? They locked people up in Siberia. And what they're doing now, the reason why we have to take down every one of these videos from YouTube right afterwards is because, uh, you know, it's either, uh, you know, medical misinformation or election denial. You know, we had Holocaust denial first, and, and now we have uh, COVID denial, election denial. So that's housing it in terms of a mental illness. And that's where they'll go with it, with uh, Kanye. And Kanye plays, he comes on a show with the ridiculous mask and the outfit. And so I don't know overall. I, I think overall it's a good thing because, I mean, and I think uh, – <laughs> Somebody else that has to be really uh, pissed off, other than Benjamin Netanyahu, certainly was pissed off at <laughs> Kanye's impression. Do you really think it's a ridiculous outfit? Like, I mean, the best part of it all. I mean, because he he was making he was making the point. All right, Don is gone. Oh, I, gone. I mean, we, we we apologize for the connection with, and, with uh, Don. It, it'll so work it's out. It's eye grabbing. And, you know, and it's Alex Jones, Alec is, no, and, and he, he loves to stick, uh, you know, Alex Jones has always loved to stick masks on his face. And he did a couple of times and during the interview. So it, it's, and it's, I think it's going to end up being Alex Jones's most viewed video. Oh, it's yeah. already millions of people have watched it. And so look, the Sandy Hook parents, what do they think of this? I mean, they've got, they're trying to get this guy, you know, bankrupt. They're trying to get him off the air. Now Kanye West comes on and he's probably going to be more popular than ever, get more new viewers. He's probably going to get tons of new black fans. Because I would imagine there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, in the black community, they still like Kanye West and are uh, certainly relating to what he's saying about, uh, you know, they're, you know, and that, you know I'm going to take your kids away and all that stuff. He get, which is, and that's what he was saying, that they're coming after him. And so on a human level, maybe it's possible that they just, they just pissed, uh, uh, pushed his buttons enough times when they tried to debank him and take away his kids. And he responded but with the you know the money and power that he still has but i overall i just like i said i i thought it was incredibly entertaining at the least and i think overall it'll draw attention because it, it's the elephants out in the room because i mean that i i don't and i have lots of jewish supporters and i don't want everybody think i'm anti i don't paint with a broad brush and uh the old 99.999 of jews in america first of all there are, i've explained before i have more Jewish relatives than anybody else, because one of my mom's sisters married a Jew. I've converted to Catholicism. I have tons and tons of, and they have huge families of uh, partially Jewish cousins. So, I mean, I don't know, what are they? I mean, so it does, I don't know what it means to say Jewish anymore, but he brought out an essential fact, and that is that the Jews are about 2% of the American population. Yet, people, that they, they, a Jew is the president of every television network, every record company, and every film company. And that's, that's been that way for a long time. And I think that that should be discussed. I don't know what it means, but it's, and that's why, because it isn't discussed. And as soon as you do discuss it, they try to cancel you as they're trying to do with him. I think it's important that we do discuss it. Not because we don't want real uh, people hating him and everybody should be judged individually. I hate, you know, generalizations. And uh, he, he was kind of going to generalizations and that's a weakness. And you can see Nick Fuentes definitely goes there. But uh, I think overall, it's good to have the discussion out there. But, uh, you know, they're going to demonize this 
alternative media no matter what. So we'll see how it goes. But at any rate, I think people should watch the video. All right, all right. Uh, John, what's up, buddy? What are your thoughts? Okay. Um, it's it, it's it's tough. The whole thing is is um, not an easy thing to really discuss in today's modern culture uh, or even have an honest discussion, which you really can't really do anymore out in the open, right? You know, Don's talking about censorship on YouTube. Uh, so it makes it difficult for people to talk about these things. You know, when it comes to free speech, um, the First Amendment um, only protects about uh, only protects from the government's curtailing of free speech, for example. Uh, and so, you know, I do. I'm not a free speech absolutionist. I do think that there are um, caveats to it, like you know, threats of violence. Uh, which are there's um, actual intent behind those threats of violence, right? Which Tony mentioned earlier, or I don't, you know, believe um, that you know child pornography should be le legal or rape or revenge pornography. And you can now you can even have the discussion about you know how pornography is weaponized now. Uh, so I'm not a free speech absolutionist, you know, uh, completely. Uh, but that being said, though, you know there are consequences to what people say and what people do in the world. I mean, you know, the Bible says you reap what you sow. Now, there's a there, there, there's a difference between, you know, the reactionary culture that we live in today and people reacting to what people say and how far it's taking, you know. Uh, do I think based off of how a person lives or how a person, uh, what, what they say or repetitious things, what they say, uh, could they be fired from their job or should they be fired from their job? Well, that's a, you know, a multi, uh, layer discussion, you know, like, you know, what, what type of job do they have? Did they sign any, um, contract before their job that they'll be held accountable for what they say on social media, uh, or whatever, um, you know, and what exactly did, did a person say, you know? And so there are consequences to the speech that we give. Now, I don't agree that people should be, um, I think the argument could be made about deplatforming and how it's kind of rigged, especially in YouTube, for example, that they can, you know, they're so vague in their generalizations of why people have been deplatformed. I've been deplatformed off of YouTube, but they are um, a private company. Uh, though, and so the First Amendment, as far as you know, it, it, it doesn't protect uh, me, uh, and they are able to terminate, uh, you know, my YouTube channel. But you could they could have the discussion of whether or not them constantly changing their terms and service and being so vague is that legal for them to do so as a private company? You know, you, th that discussion definitely should be had and should be made. Um, I don't think people should, you know, this may fall under the First Amendment here. This specifically, maybe, even though it's not really put forth by the government curtailing free speech. But I don't think people should not be able to bank at all or have a, a way to uh, to live because we are supposed to, you know, under the framework of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, you know, be able to pursue, uh, you know, uh, freedom and happiness. Right. So that would be, in my opinion, maybe a step too far. Uh, and, and that would um, hinder someone's ability to do so. Uh, and, you know, that's happening in today's modern cancel culture. Uh, and so, you know, there are certain things that are happening to Ye 
uh, like you know him losing uh, bank accounts or the ability to bank, for example, uh, just by saying, uh, well, they framed it that he was just saying, saying disparageable things. Do you guys remember what bank offhand it was that he got? Um, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know... Him losing access to banks and stuff like that, you know, I think that's that that's that's a way a step too far. It's way that's way too far. Um, and so you know, it, it's it's difficult because we can't have this uh, discussion as a collective society anymore because of the outrage culture that we live in, you know. And the things that Ye said, you know, from a Christian perspective, yes, he did say. You know, you're supposed to love your enemy, right? So he did say, you know, I love Hitler, I love Mao, I love Stalin, I love Jim Jones, I love Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, and, and I understand that that's that's correct biblically from a biblical perspective. Um, and and I and I get that. And and so, you know, them kind of getting the sound sound bites of him specifically saying that, uh, without the full context of what he gave, I think that's disingenuous. Um, and then, you know, later he says, you know, I see good things about Hitler, which we're all ontologically uh, made in God's image. So there is an ontological, well, we are all made in God's image. So there's an ontological good uh, to, to human beings uh, to some degree, though, you know, in the totality, um, there's no one that's good on their own merit. There's no one who's righteous that uh, by their deeds can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you know, so. I understand what he says by that to say that, you know, there wasn't anything that any despot, you know, even though we look at the elite with, you know, cocked eyes and disdain, you know, even the worst despot has has done by their actions something good for someone, you know, that's kind of like the Masonic duality of, of black and white, of dark to light. Um, and we know, you know, biblically, you know, uh, within God, there is no darkness, you know, but to, to frame someone as a hundred percent evil or to frame someone as a hundred percent good, uh, is incorrect. And so our, you know, our society, Hitler is the worst person that's ever existed, though Stalin killed millions more, Mao killed millions more. I mean, I'm not saying you base it off of the murder of human beings, uh, and the amount or number, but nonetheless, to frame Hitler as the absolute worst of humanity, uh, which an argument could be made, um, and say, okay, well, we can't ever discuss anything about Hitler, and Hitler never did anything at all for anyone. He was completely 100% evil. Uh, that that's that's wrong. Uh, that, that you know, that's this raw biblical outlook, um, and that, you know that in my opinion. Uh, and it's, it's just wrong just in general. Um, I mean, how many people use Bayer aspirin? How many people drive Volkswagens? How many people wear Adidas? Uh, you know, to say nothing came out of the benefit of, 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 of from Nazi Germany is absurd. Um, but that being said, though, however, as a collective society, as a collective movement, uh, the Nazis did numerous horrific things. Uh, the Axis and Allies powers both did horrific atrocities during World War II, some worse than others. So, you know, I understand what he's saying in that. But, you know, when he says the, the caveat to that is when he says every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. I don't agree with that. He was there just talking are, about like uh, he didn't. He's just like Donald Trump. 
He just says shit. He's not really saying, especially Hitler. Like, it's just something that came out at the time. And he goes, especially Hitler. Well, what, is, what does that mean? You know, what is that? And then you have to account for what you've said. But it's not like he meant it. You know, at the, I mean... I don't know. I'm not in his head. Maybe he maybe did. he I'm did. Just, we, 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 don't, we don't know. I mean, you right. might be right, Billy, but let's just say that he did. I would disagree with that there, there, there are whole there are holy men and women that did way more good for the world to glorify God. You know, Hitler didn't do any of that. He was a fallen man. He hated Christianity and Christians, you know, so that is a little step too far, way too far, in my opinion. Like that's that that's a mistake, uh, you know. But mm -hmm. I understand some of the things that he was trying to say, okay? And some of the things that he was trying to say, people have taken out of context incorrectly. Right. And maybe the especially Hitler part was out of context. We don't know, you know? But everybody knee-jerks in this cancel culture society that we have and the sound bites that are put forth, like Jared Holt was a member of the Atlantic Council on Right Wing Watch, okay? And yeah, I retweet some of them and I comment on some of the things that he puts out there, of course, and I go back and listen to context to make sure it's correct, you right. know? But it's still, I know who he is and I know what he's putting forth and whom he works for, you know, and it's really just to aggravate progressives, you know, to get them up in arms. I mean, you have accounts that aggravate progressives to get them up in arms. You have accounts on the left that, that aggravate uh, conservatives to get them up in arms, you know. Yeah. So I hope I'm not rambling. I hope I'm making sense. You know, the whole thing, in my opinion, was a mistake. We don't know if it was an operation or not. They are, from all intents and purposes, from appearances, look like they're trying to destroy uh yay's life now that could be by design uh you know like the planned destruction of alex jones um and you know i i it, some of it is what they do because they do suffer from some sort of degree of mental illness both alex jones and kanye west um there's some, some brilliance from that as well obviously i don't think neither one of them are stupid i don't think kanye is stupid uh and you know and there's probably some demonic influence from the spiritual realm for the both of them i don't I go back and forth. But I really don't think the fruits of Kanye. I don't think he's born again. I, I, I just don't. Uh, and, and if he is, he's a very, very, very baby Christian. And it's been a few years. Well, he, he admitted to that too. Once, so. He's admitted. Yeah, he to did. That, right. He did. And, and, and I mean, he, he, you know, who, who is anybody to judge that, right. If he's born again or not, that, that's between Kanye West and the Lord. Right. But, but Kanye, um, right. I, I'll go back and, and I'll throw it to you, Don. I think you want to say something and then I, we'll close with Tony and then we'll, we'll go hit up the killer robots before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, but with, with Kanye, the, the biggest issue here is, is how he's saying these things. You know, it's, it's, it's most of, you know, sometimes I'm not even going to say that. All right. Most of the people that are listening need things packaged in a particular way, delivered in a particular way in order for it to be digestible and palatable. Kanye West has no filter. And while some of the things you can, you can try to rationalize, some of the things he said were just completely out there, but some of the things you can try to rationalize, um, the way it's being presented, most people are not ready for raw honesty that way. They're just not. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. A lot of it is wrong, in my opinion. You know, but that raw honesty coming out with zero filter, people will take that and dissect it and chop it apart. It, it, it'll be like uh, like uh, the monkeys in uh, Space Odyssey 2001 and just... Rah, 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 rah. That's what's going to happen 
with raw honesty like that. What's up, Tony? I see you. I thought you were going to talk to Don. Do you want to go? I talk was, to but you were laughing, so I went to you first. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just the the 2001 uh, imagery. But uh, no, I think what I was saying earlier. You know, again, uh, it always gets when you talk about uh, anti-Semitism and Hitler and all these things that get thrown into this argument. You go back to 1980, and um, I want to. I'll ask Don who wrote the book, but it just escapes me. But there was a there was a a, a court historian who wrote a book called Infamy, and it was about. Uh, Prior knowledge of that Franklin yes. Roosevelt had about Pearl Harbor. I think it was Tolan. I think the guy's like John Tolan. John Tolan. That's right. So, John so Tolan. Tolan yes. yes. Yeah. Well, Barbara Tuckman, who wrote The Guns of August, um, you know, an eminent historian, she said, Well, he's a Nazi. Right? That's what that's the argument. Whenever you say, Well, there was something wrong with this picture, <laughs> right. you're not. Same thing they said to Gary Allen, who wrote None Dare Call It Conspiracy, because he talked mm. about the origins of the Federal Reserve and how the richest people in the world fund communism and that this is a rigged game, anti-Semitism. It's the same thing over and over again. The reason I said that this is the politics of the future yes. is finally this, this. I think this argument is, is eroding. It's entropy. It's tired. I mean, you, you can't cross certain lines without being thrown into some, you know, you're, you're part of the, the Daily Stormer. You're part of the, right, the extreme right wing or whatever that means. And you can't please either side, which is a broadcaster. It's ridiculous. Like on one side, you got the, you know, you got the Breitbart's of the world and the, and the, the neocons and they, they're ultra Zionist and you can never please them. And on the other side, you got the anti-Semite people like way on the far fringe that are just, oh, they're all over the place. They, you can, you cannot please them. It doesn't, no matter what you say, I've been tested yeah. on this. You're like, what do you worry with this? Tony, I saw somebody tweet the other day at me and Don Jeffries for being a Zionist. And I'm like, I mean, I mean, Tony, is it true that when the <laughs> you know, when the anti when ADL says that you're a white nationalist, but the people that truly hate the Jewish people say uh, or, or white nationalists say you're not pure enough for them, right? And you're kind of stuck in the middle, right? You're, you're, you're you know, I mean, that's zone. how it is. Yeah. You're in the phantom zone. I can't please the. So my, we might. That's, they asked me about. How that's I where about I am. Israel. I, I feel the same way about Israel as I feel about Peru. I don't care. You know, and I don't care. It's always this circular argument. Right. I can't please. Exactly I'm right. Middle. Just in the middle. I mean, I, you, you talk about saying things about Jews and you're like, well, well, there's Jewish little boys and girls out there that have no idea what all these politics mean. And it's a fraction of a fraction. But the, the question is, can we right. talk about this stuff? Right. That's do we live in a free country? Do you have free speech or not? Can you talk well, about it? Go ahead, Don. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, and I, that's why I think it's important. Yeah, because because Kanye West, because of his celebrity and because of the fact he's black. Let's be honest. If Mel Gibson into this, Alex Jones wouldn't have. It wouldn't be the same thing. He he'd be attacked in a different way. But people are reluctant because the woke culture has built this up, and so I, I love seeing this in many ways because it is regardless of you know if even it's legitimate or not. Trump is you know I think he's an actor, but he brought the roaches out into the light. He, he put the emphasis on fake news and everybody says everything that they don't like is fake news, but at least he put that out there just by his presence. And and by the way, Gary Allen himself that wrote an Call conspiracy. And that happens. A lot of the, the Jews themselves are called anti-Semites, but this is, you know, and, and Tony, I, I get that all the time, as you know, people, I mean, so many of my supporters, I mean, I know the little the symbol for Jews with the three bars around, you know, he's not white and they'll put the, the three bars around each one because ironically, the the people, the, the real far people that are obsessed with Jews, they don't think that Jews are white. 
But Jews themselves, apparently, the powerful Jews don't think they're white either. And we saw that when Whoopi Goldberg made her innocuous comments, which were not, she wasn't questioning anything. She just made, uh, you know, but it was true. She was saying the Holocaust wasn't about race, I think. And a very innocuous thing. But they, I mean, they now she didn't get punished like somebody else might have, and they let her come back, and she was very contrite, and she's never wandered off the reservation since. But it's it's like what what they consider themselves, and that's why I say when we talk about this, what does it even mean to be a Jew? Like I said, I have tons of people in my family partially Jewish. So many people today, unless you had those Orthodox Jews in New York City, who uh, were very good on the vaccination and 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 the lockdown, they were on the right side in my view. Uh, most of them are intermarried, if you call that even intermarried. And what, what does it even mean? So people talk about Jews, you know, I don't even understand it half the time. And I am caught in between even more so than Tony, because I tend to put myself out there and be extreme. But I don't hate anybody. I don't judge anybody. And I want the people out there. I don't want to offend anybody that's Jewish that has been very supportive of me. And, and there's there several that have. Something needs to be talked about because it brings other issues up. Because what he was saying, beyond Jewishness. He's talking about uh, a powerful force that is trying to take his money. And that applies to all of us because Kanye West may be able to fight it. We can't go onto a platform where millions of people are going to hear about some kids or try to act. What's going to happen is we talked yesterday on my show with G.M. Griffin. If that digitalized currency comes, that's what's going to happen. So this, I think, is a very important conversation. They'll probably demonize him to such an extent it won't matter. But but my hope is maybe he'll, there'll be more people that will be open because of Kanye West and maybe weren't even in this world. And they'll be looking at because Kanye was, he was talking about other things as well. You notice him, him and Fuentes brought up the JFK assassination and everything. So these are topics that are not discussed. I'm sure the Kardashians never discussed that. And so it's, it's interesting. I don't know why Kanye was picked. I, I used to think he was, a, you know, a complete idiot. You know, I mean, he to me, he was one of the many boobs and show business I didn't get. You know, remember the South Park episode where they made fun of him about fish sticks? I mean, yeah. I, you know, they made fun of his ego. So uh, I never thought that he would be in this position. But right now, I think he's serving a good purpose. But I, I am also mindful of the kind of personalities we're talking about here in the front and center. Donald Trump, Alex Jones, and now Kanye West. Yay. Uh. And they're all three very easy for people to make fun of and to lampoon. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, he's, he's free speech is the way to go. So Elon Musk out there, uh, you know, <laughs> if you want to bring it for free speech, don't say we can't talk about Sandy Hook. Don't say we can't talk about Pizzagate. And certainly don't say that Kanye West can't post a, a ridiculous symbol, a, a swastika inside a Star of David, that that's inciting violence. And it brings... You know, it, it makes most of us who gave you a break at first, uh, you know, thought, hey, oh, that's cool. Maybe he's going to bring back free speech. It makes all of us doubt you. All right, man. Um, it's, uh, it's a very touchy subject, right? Uh, Chris Buckham in the chat says that, that he goes to the Daily Stormer every day. And uh, that's his first stop because it's really good. <laughs> um, don't go to that site. <laughs> I mean, Chris, do what you want. I'm talking about everybody else, okay? Uh, not a good look. A bunch of and, Andrew Andrew Anglin uh, has right. a predilection for Thai lady boys, some possibly allegedly underage. So don't go Jeez. to the Daily Storm. Wow, dude, I mean, that's the you know, I mean, the bottom of the barrel reason not to go there. I mean, there's so many other reasons that are right on the surface that you should not go there because uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. But whatever, to each his own. 
Um, hold on. I got a couple more. Oh, we got some some uh some tips from some beautiful people. I want to talk about that. Thank you so much. A lot of people like the mask. That's dope. Thank you. I, I got that from Kanye West. It was a few thousand dollars. Balenciaga, you know. <laughs> I got that type of money so I could spend it on black hoods, you know, uh, and uh, and put it on and it looks all good. So thank you. Thank you, everybody in the chat. We appreciate you. Uh, hold on for a second. Uh, I saw my boy Felix Caraballo. What's up, buddy? He said, hey, uh, hey, Donald BRV and Tony uh, and yeah. Tony Arterburn. What's up? But he had said something else. Where was it? There it is. I lost it. You had a comment, but I lost it. If I find it, I'll put it back up. Um, there was a, a question I was going to answer for you, but whatever. We'll get back to that later. Okay. So, I mean, that's the deal here, man. That's the deal with Kanye West um, or Yee or whatever you want to call him. He went on with Alex Jones. All we needed was Donald Trump to be the trifecta of the most hated people on the planet, the most divisive people on the planet. Um, and uh, and Nick Fuentes, God bless him. <laughs> Let's see what develops with all that, all right. Uh, somebody in the chat said that uh, that RoboCop was a documentary, uh, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I forgot who said it, but yeah. um, but Tony, you wanted to talk about this, man. In you know, uh, instead of uh, of talking about the circus that was Infowars this week, uh, uh, more of a circus than it typically is. Let's talk about this. This this has some problems here. That I mean, we've been talking about it here on AU, but uh, it, it bears repeating. Uh, you know, killer robots, ladies and gentlemen, that the government is, uh, you know, enlisting and building and uh, turning against us, the people. Tell them something, Tone. Yeah, it's a new article up on Zero Hedge. Uh, make way for the killer robots. The government Ooh. is expanding its power to kill. And this has Tell a them. picture of, uh, for those listening on the podcast, there's a picture of Ed 209. <laughs> <laughs> anybody remembers robocop in the beginning of the movie hey robocop's a great movie a great movie uh filmed in dallas uh by the way I, i've actually been to, uh, the sons of herman hall is a little place that does uh country music and folk music and stuff that's where they had the police station and still on the doors it says uh the detroit police because that's where they filmed it um but it has the ed 209 picture on here they they are really deploying this uh, according to san francisco police department draft policy Robots will only be used as a deadly force option when risk of life and loss of members <laughs> of public officers is imminent and outweighs any other option available to the San Francisco Police Department. Uh, and this is, again, this is by uh, John and uh, Nisha Whitehead at the Rutherford Institute. Uh, again, I think this is the future. We've seen the, you know, the DARPA dogs and, and uh, all that and China using those. Have you seen those demonic little things that they're unleashing? Um, I, I think this is a part of the automation, the future of tyranny, and and mm. again, some of this part of the technocracy, part of the uh, agenda for the 21st century. I wanted to bring it up because uh, part of AU is talking about the future, not just the present. Absolutely. Right? No, it's the future of global enslavement that we're looking at here. And for a long time, uh, uh, these people, the powers that be, the elite, whatever you want to call them. Um, they had figured out how to get us to police ourselves, but humans, you know, we can be shifted. We, our, our opinions can change. We can be influenced. You know, we have, uh, uh, morals and, and values that will guide us in a particular way. Uh, robots don't, right? Robots are going to do what robots are programmed to do. So it's more valuable to, to, governments around the world who seek to oppress their their 
their populations to use robots. And but but no, like Tone mentioned, listen, they're only going to use them on like the most freaking like like extreme situations where they really need them, like real big emergencies. Don't worry about it. The government has got you covered. These robots are not going to spaz out. There's not going to be a malfunction and tons of people are going to die. It's not going to happen. You know, and, um, you know, be cool. Be cool with them. Take pictures with the killer robots when you see them. It, it's going to be dope. All right. John Brissom, you got something? Well, um, I always love using a Mossad hedge as a source. Uh, <laughs> so now the ADL is going to come after me for that. Uh, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to say there isn't some good information posted on there. But there's always the, 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 the tentative Mossad Israeli tie. Um, you know, I... I mean, this thing, this is the increasing technocracy, right? I mean, what do we expect to happen uh, with this? I mean, Tony, I would assume you saw the brief glimpses of this back when you were in the military. Of mm. This starting to come into fruition now, right? You know, and at first they sold it to us as, well, you'll just have a drone that delivers you packages from Amazon, right? That's nice, right? You know, and... And you know, and and there 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 were, there were movies that um can't give it disclosure or rev, uh, revelatory uh, revelation of the method uh uh you know throughout the decades right you have um you know I was watching Back to the Future two the other day uh but I I uh, watched one part that I completely forgot about where they had a flying drone walking a dog yeah in Hill Valley you right. know so like this stuff has been programmed. For us to accept it uh, forever in a day, you know, and this is only going to continue. I mean, the robotic dogs that we see in China with the alarm systems and even weapons, uh, that's not something that I don't think any of us would like to see on the streets of America. But those things are coming now. How advanced they will be, I don't know. Because uh, I do think that the re the diminishing return on technology of the elites, because there's two different, uh, you know, belief system. One is the elites have advanced technology that's decades, how many decades in the future greater than what we can see in front of us, right? But the other way of looking at it is that technology, as far as the advances, have have not been a rocketing curve upwards exponentially that has actually kind of bottomed out. Uh, and there's really not much more that they can do now. And maybe that came from the Babylon working ritual, the, the, the changing from transistors to capacitors uh, afterwards, uh, you know, of L. Ron Hubbard and, and Jack Parsons, uh, you know, of the 1940s. I, I don't know. Maybe they haven't been able to, 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 to done anything since really to, to do anything since then. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, most people in the alternative media, they have the position that, you know, the elite have technology anywhere between a decade to, you know, 50 years to 100 years in the future. And we just haven't seen it. You know, I don't know. I go back and forth on it all the time. Uh, but I will say this um, with the increased weaponization of police, one final thing, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, military Israeli training to American police forces in the United States of America. Uh, you know, they will use whatever method necessary that they can, uh, you know, to, um, to use that force against us if necessary. Uh, and, you know, and I'm not going to say that there aren't good police men and women out there that just try to do their job and maintain law and order. There are, but they're also for every, you know, one that does try their best. 
uh, there are numerous ones that are corrupt that are just jackbooted thugs that will throw around their authority any chance they get. You know. All right, let so, me get let me get Don in here because we're 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 really running out on time. Thank you, John. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to get no, it's fine. Go get ahead. everybody in. Mr. Jeffries, what's up, buddy? Well, I want to say, uh, uh, you know, give a little shout out to the killer robots because, uh, you know, I, I think that we need what to up? give them credit. I, I, I don't see how they could be any uh, have any any worse any worse discretion than uh, the police officers have in terms of when they feel threatened <laughs> because. We've seen, you know, cops are. I mean, how many police? How many videos we've seen where they shot somebody with a, you know, broken a broken tail light, uh, shot deaf people in the back because they didn't turn around when they barked orders at them. I mean, it's happened over. I remember seeing one where they shot a. I think shot first to shoot any kind of jaywalker. I mean, Barney Fife. You know, they used to make jokes about that. They shot a deaf jaywalker because they shouted at him and he didn't turn around. They shot him. So. Uh, I don't see how the killer robots, it, aesthetically, it just adds another layer to the Orwellian mass. And yeah, it seems horrible and it, it is horrible, but I don't think they can be much worse than our militarized police. I mean, it's another weapon. Unfortunately, uh, the way I interpreted it, the cops will be the ones making the decision on whether to use the killer robots uh, because when they feel threatened. And so it's still going to be the same story because they feel threatened. And they've been threatened by a naked uh, 11-year-old autistic girl in the past or little skateboarder kids. So they feel threatened pretty easily. So uh, I don't. I don't think that's going to make. But yeah, aesthetically, it's it's like the dogs uh, barking at the orders about uh, get your vaccines and stuff that we saw in China. It's coming. And so apparently, I don't know. Apparently, Americans have a short memory, and I guess they forgot all the. Uh, I mean, how many movies have we seen in the past about robots taking over and uh, plotting on their own and everything? I guess we just didn't watch a lot of the science fiction. Or they just didn't believe it, right? That's all they didn't, you know, oh, it's just a movie. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, keep building these, um, you know, these robots. Uh, and, and, and we still have to remember the genetically modified mice that are out there and genetically modified monkeys that are going to be our overlords at some point. So we have a choice. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the robots or the animals. Big shouts to Mandir, the sexiest of all the chimeras is here with us today. On America Unplugged, we appreciate you, buddy. How you doing? All right, we're getting up out of here. We got problems, we got issues, but it can't. Uh, at least it's entertaining, right? So go over and watch the Kanye West interview with Alex Jones, and I mean, what a circus that was. Go, go check it out. It was a train wreck of all train wrecks. You like reality television? Go check that out. It was fantastic, um, disturbing but fantastic. Um, and of course we got the killer robots and that's all we covered. We want to cover more. There were more stories that were on, on the table, but, uh, uh, of course we, we, we weren't going to get to them, but we'll push them off for next week. And, um, I don't know, maybe we can do if, if time allows guys, if, if, you know, maybe we can do like a two hour Christmas episode or something, not necessarily on Christmas, just that weekend or whatever. We'll, we'll pull it to two hours for, for, to show gratitude to our people here at America Unplugged, the usual suspects, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Say goodbye to your people, man. Yeah, well, Christmas Eve is on the Saturday. So maybe maybe Christmas Eve. Uh, That's dope. America Christmas Unplugged. Eve Unplugged. Thank you, right? Right. All right. Well, you can find me at arterburn.news. That's my website. And, yeah. uh, of course, wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. Uh, go check out Wolfpack. There's a little tab on there that says join Wolfpack. Learn about our subscription program, our monthly membership. It's really cool. Guaranteed precious metals, competitive prices. I'm buying all kinds of great stuff. We've got 
hundreds of members now and uh you're on the ground floor you're on the ground floor if you join because i've, I've got even even cooler stuff coming up i'm going to dallas next week to continue working on my uh, north texas location so we can buy some more product there so go check that out uh wisewolfgoldensilver.com incredible stuff uh going on with uh, tony arterburn and the wise wolf brand man go check it out get in where you fit in before you don't fit in anymore all right, Mr. Tony Arterburn. No, not Tony Arterburn. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. Tell these people where they can find you. Uh, Donald Jeffries. Media is the website. And speaking of this extreme uh, stuff, and, and I guess uh, in general, I, I'm going to be my old friend, Jim Fetzer. I haven't talked to him for a long time. He oh. asked me to be one of the many speakers at a Zoom conference tomorrow on false oh. flags and uh, conspiracy. Oh, so child. it's got a lot of, I mean, of course, it has people like Fred Luchter that wrote the Luchter Report, but it's got William Benny. It's got my friend, Sarah Westall. So there's a lot of people there. So I, I don't change my, what I say to wherever it is. So he's got a pretty big audience. He's charging a lot for it. So if you want to pay to watch it out there, I'll, I'll be out there talking about the history of a uh, hidden history of uh, false flags and electoral fraud. So uh, looking forward to that. That's uh, tomorrow. And I'm also doing a, an interview tonight with a big showbiz guy, Stu Showstack about on Bard fame. So I, I'm all over oh. the place. People can find me out there. Most anything you want, Donald Jeffries at media is the website. Well, but Billy Ray Valentine, I remember when I used to come on your show and I used to talk about conspiracy <laughs> theories, it was ridiculous, <laughs> but it completely and totally ridiculous. That's my boy, uh, Jim Fetzer. I, I do a pretty good Fetzer. I, I like to think so myself. John Brissom, yeah, you yeah. got some history with Mr. Fetzer. Say what's up to the people, man. I do. There's one episode, the only episode out there, the raw deal with Jim Fetzer. Uh, it's many years ago. I've talked about it. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I hope everybody had a happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, our, you know, respect to each, every one of you that's on this fine panel of America Unplugged. Um, and you know, I, I shout out to Colin Weissong in the chat. I, I, I saw Colin and shout out to Ooh. Chris Graves. Um, you know, and and just there's so many psyops and spiritual warfare that's going on right now, and it's and we're all in the fog, the fog and thick of things. So, you know, just every now and then, just take a break and step back and be with your friends and family, and just thank the good Lord for the another day that He's given you because things are going to continue just progressively getting worse. I agree, 100%. Shouts to Patrick S. Tom Cooper. There was a couple. There were several others that gave us uh, uh, tips, and and I'm I'm trying to find you. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for watching America Unplugged every single week. You guys keep coming back. We love it. We love you. Um, Vince Agnelli, what's up, brother? How are you? What's up, uh, Guard Goldsmith? Rhonda Tate, what's going on? Duluth, what's going on? How are you? Harps is here. Jason Barker's here. The whole deal. Um, Angry Tiger, what's up, buddy? Little John. What's up, little John? Angry what's going Tiger. on? All these people are here. Um, Joel Smith, uh, a new study show. Rhonda Tate, I don't know if I mentioned her already. There were more people that gave us tips, and I want to mention you guys. Ah, I do such a horrible job at this. Hey, go check me at The Infinite Fringe, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com, The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. We're going to put up some stuff this weekend, uh, and, and that should be cool. Um, and right here, of course, America Unplugged. 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday on Rockfin and, of course, AmericaUnplugged.com. Go check that. All right? Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Tony, sing us out, brother. You got it.